right, folks, I'm back with an extra. This is going to be a, this is going to be a fun episode. Um, or extra, I just called it an extra. You get the point. I'm just here to talk about something that's been on my mind, but didn't really fit the format of a formal episode. And that's because Nintendo Direct, uh, I'm a little late to this, obviously, but um, there was a Nintendo Direct uh, video um, that had just passed on Wednesday. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna see what's up. What what new news have we got? And there are a couple things from that uh, from the Nintendo Direct, like from Nintendo Direct, that I found particularly intriguing and would actually be interested in talking about. But because I am also trying to make a point of talking about different things this season and just spending time on other games that are just not, it's not the usual, um, you know. Uh, compendium of games that I normally cover. I just wanted to dedicate this space to Kirby, folks. Kirby games, I'm really excited to talk about them in more detail at some point um, in whatever way I do. Just so we're clear, I'm not necessarily talking about like Kirby lore here or anything, which sounds a little bit ironic considering this is called the Lore Research Lab. That being said, I just want the space to talk about Kirby because with uh, Nintendo Direct, they uh, have uh, now giving us a couple more details about what uh, the new Kirby game that's coming out on the Switch, like uh, slightly over a month from now, I believe, uh, some more details about that game. I have already seen the trailer, but I am going to be watching it kind of as I talk right now. So we get Kirby is running into this kind of abandoned mall type of uh, thing. Gameplay's obviously not uh, final, like the footage isn't finalized. He comes across this car, sees this little uh, sees so this little furry creature, jump up from behind it, followed by two others. They charge at Kirby. Kirby is, is just so wonderful. I, I adore Kirby. He sucks the, all of them in. <laughs> if you don't know anything about Kirby, I guess I'll just, uh, I'll recap it in a bit later. But Kirby is now currently eating a car as I speak. And this is where we are introduced to the new gameplay mechanic of Kirby and the Forgotten Land known as Mouthful Mode. They're going to discuss it in a bit more detail as the trailer goes on because they're just showing other footage that's showing kind of the open world format. Now, the thing is that anyone who's familiar with Kirby games will see that there are a lot of uh, elements that are captured from previous games, such as the way that the enemies look, the um, abilities that Kirby is currently using, such as where I'm paused in the video. He's currently in, uh, he's uh, wielding a sword, so he's in sword Kirby mode. Um, there's all kinds of collectibles and stuff and things like that. We get a really nice kind of cityscape and things like that. I do find it really interesting that they've decided for like the first Kirby open world game that they are using kind of this abandoned theme park cityscape aesthetic. I'm like, I don't know that I'd actually associate that with Kirby to be completely honest, because my imaginings of Kirby and my personal experiences playing through Kirby games is also just that like, it's, it's just this general kind of video game world where there's monsters, you got your forests, you got your uh, things like that. Now, this isn't to say that um, Kirby games have not taken place in uh, scenarios or locations that have a bit more of like a city feel to it, if you will, like maybe, I don't know, I don't quite know what the word is for it, like an urban feel, if you will. This technically isn't the first time uh, the Kirby games have gone to this uh, aesthetic, but just in this way, because it's an open world game, it's a lot more obvious what 
look they're going for. And I was personally not expecting this for the first Kirby open world game. Now that being said, we do get a variety of different environments. We get uh, we get like this kind of beach area. We get that uh, the, the cityscape. Obviously there's some kind of grassland plains, although that is merged with the cityscape because the cityscape's covered in all kinds of grass and moss and whatnot. We do get again, some of that of that like beachside aesthetic. We have this, they, they like using this one a lot, I think, uh, where it's kind of in this like desert slash construction site. I've seen that more than once. Um, and then, yeah, then then we get the um, that kind of carnival look to it before we get this more panoramic view of this abandoned cityscape. We get that little carnival. We get this kind of snow area. Um, the premise of this game is essentially situating that bunch of waddle dees have been captured in this unknown land so kirby's got to go save the waddle dees of course the greater threat of this game is not yet clear or identified i think in the trailer most uh for, for the most part um but then we get some more videos uh sorry some more uh screen caps of uh, kirby roaming through the cityscape and then this is we when we are introduced to mouthful mode this has to be one of the funniest game mechanics i have seen in a long time i was laughing so hard when I saw this for the first time, because I was just, I was kind of watching it without many expectations. We all know, or maybe you don't know, but Kirby is just a little pink ball and his defining characteristic is that he is able to inhale just about anything and he will turn into what he inhales. So if he inhales a sword fighter, he can now wield a sword. It's like, it's just a very basic concept, but it's so funny. He's got a, he's got a, a black hole for a stomach and mouthful mode is he's not so much swallowing the thing it's just that he is now controlling it but mouthful mode is so funny because when he takes over the car it's just like kirby's body on top of you can still see the car underneath he hasn't swallowed it he's just got his like his mouth is just it's like it's like elastic it's just stretched so far out and it's just like it's like saran wrap it's like it's so funny and then he's like driving this car around and it's just the funniest thing ever because his feet which are just these red you know ovals are just kind of dragging behind him i'm like this is the goofiest looking thing i have ever seen then there's the vending but i yeah so basically as i was watching this folks i the laughter just got it, i was just laughing more and more not so much that this looks silly in a way it does, but it was just so entertaining. I can't remember the last time a video game trailer made me laugh this much. Like vending mouth, like he just turns into this pink rectangle and spits out cans. Like this is, this is too funny. Like stop, it's so, it's just so funny. And then he sucks in the, the cone, like uh, those pylons, you know? And then he's like breaking open like you know, aqueducts and things, like scissor lift mouths. I mean, scissor, scissor lift mouth was kind of funny. Then ring mouth happened and I was like, <laughs> he just turns into a gigantic pink ring and he's on this boat creating propulsion. Light bulb mouth, I I, I was losing it at, at, at this one. Cause again, the scissor lift mouth, I was like, all right, he's like a springboard, I get it. It's, 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 it's kind of funny. It's not as funny as the vending mouth, but that's okay. Then, you know, the ring mouth thing comes along and that's funny and then light bulb mouth and we get this kind of like again glow in the dark area kind of thing and kirby is just he just looks like a pink light bulb you still see his eyes and his mouth is the light <laughs> and then arch, arch mouth he's like a little glider it's like someone cut a frisbee in half like it's just water balloon mouth i cannot this is too funny i'm so it's just so, it's just so funny <laughs> 
I cannot with this game. Uh, and essentially the way that the game is going to work is that if, as you save more Waddle Dees, the Waddle Dees will build a little civilization known as Waddle Dee Town. And that's where Kirby can purchase items and things like that, upgrade his weapons. Um, there's all just all kinds of fun stuff to do in this town once it starts to form. Um, and the thing is that the way that this game is is making the weapon upgrades a thing is that Kirby, and in all Kirby games, to my knowledge, is that uh, there is like it's it's not like a uh, it's not a thing where Kirby will always have like a weapon to wield. He needs to inhale something in order to wield that respective weapon. So if he wants to spit fire or breathe ice, then he needs to uh, inhale the correct enemies that will that normally breathe fire and the ones that. Breathe, uh, that spit fire and the ones that breathe ice. So he needs to suck in those respective enemies. And of course it's not cumulative because if he wants to suck in a different enemy, then he has to get rid of the other one he currently has in his possession. He can only have one at a time. Um, so the thing is that Kirby himself is not wielding a weapon. That is a secondary component of the battle mechanics in Kirby games. So the way that they're making this weapon upgrade function a thing is if you take it to the specific Waddle Dee, every time that Kirby, I think, sucks in the ability um, you'll be able to utilize more of it. So, for example, there's the cutter, which is typically classified by this little gold hat that he wears, and he throws these uh, um, kind. He throws these blades that are like boomerangs. Um, but if he gets this upgraded to a chakram cutter, it'll he'll it, they're more like uh, circles, and they uh, there's it does more damage, throws more in rotation. When the fire ability is upgraded, it becomes volcano fire, fire and Kirby is straight up just spitting magma, like, oh my goodness. Um, so there's all these other like kinds of variations on previous abilities that have been introduced in the franchise. Toy Hammer, I was losing it. Like, I, I'm not gonna go over all the abilities that are covered in this video, because there's technically no, re no reason to. Toy Hammer, Hammer, personally, this is a bit of a, like a side story. Hammer, the Hammer ability for Kirby is just so funny to me. I absolutely love it. And it had so many practical, it has so many practical applications. I know in the in a more recent game, Kirby, uh, Kirby Triple Deluxe, um, the Hammer one in that game, if you charge it up, you can, create fire. I don't know how that works with the wooden hammer, but you know, Kirby logic, right? Um, you can create a fire, so that's really helpful if you need to light up uh, like a match or something, because there's a, there's little puzzles and stuff you can uh, go through in the game where it requires you to light a match, and then you, you need to light that match, get in a cannon, and then that match will hit the cannons, and then you'll go firing off to the distance, that kind of thing. Um, so I've always really liked the hammer ability. It's just so much fun to use, um, that kind of a thing. Toy hammer is just a gigantic toy hammer. Like, it's so funny, and he's taking down this weird-looking enemy thing. And it's just so, it's just so funny. Dragon fire, dragon Kirby. It's just, it's just, he just, it's so funny. So then there's all these kind of mysterious creatures that uh, Kirby has to to take down. Um, they, it's very mysterious, but I will, I do want to, um, let's see. There is one specific frame that I did want to pay attention to, which is that, Obviously, there's some kind of mysterious force that's terrorizing this abandoned cityscape. And we get this shot. It's two minutes and 46 uh, seconds into the video where we get this entity that's currently that's in a uh, um, in this like fur coat type of thing. We never see its face, but I think it's it's clear that this is either a version of King DDD, like a like a counterpart or King DDD has been turned evil again. I, that, that it, King DDD just gets the short end of the stick sometimes. He 
like he governs over the land that Kirby lives within, uh, but he often finds himself in difficult situations. He's, I don't think he's consistently turned over to the other side or captured or anything like that, but this, the, the, the yellow gloves, and you can see his hammer as well, the hammer with the little stars on it, the wooden hammer, that's like King DDD's signature weapon. Anyone that also plays Super Smash Brothers, uh, uh, you know, Ultimate, uh, like Smash Ultimate, Brawl, if you, if you just know the Super, uh, if you know the Smash series, then you'll know that that's the weapon that King DDD wields. So this has to be a variation on King DDD and whatnot. Um, but overall, this just looks like a really kind of adorable, fun, open world game. And it does launch, in fact, on March 25th. So yeah, I just wanted to use this time to talk about Kirby. So maybe I will actually just spend a little time mentioning like what there is to know about Kirby. It's not a whole lot, to be completely honest, in the sense that it's like, uh, I'm like, I can't tell you Kirby history right off the bat. That would be the kind of thing I'd have, I would have to dedicate an episode to kind of like how I've done with previous games or franchises. Um, the thing is that with Kirby is that it's always been in a 2D platformer setting. You go through a level, it's very much like that side-scroller vibe that you got in like Mario games, for example. And of course, if you're confused about Mario, then check out my episodes explaining Mario. But it's like, it's that kind of format. Um, and these and these games are developed by HAL Laboratory. I did not double check if HAL Laboratory is doing um, this Kirby game and if they are bringing on other developers, for example. But um, uh, that that is the case with uh, with uh, Kirby. Anyways, you're playing as again a pink ball named Kirby. He's a voracious eater, really. Like this 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 thing will eat anything, and Kirby's uh, amazing for that. So funny. I love that as his defining characteristic, which is that he can just inhale anything. And I think a lot of the Kirby games in the kind of time span the franchise has existed within is that there's always some variation on how Kirby is able to exploit that ability to just inhale whatever he can. And inhaling things gives him those powers, like I said before. Um, I know it sounds really strange to do this out of order where I'm explaining Kirby after the fact, but I just, I needed to spend time talking about that uh, trailer and get my thoughts out of the way before I ended up forgetting them. Um, the thing is, is that, uh, um, that's what happens, and then usually you have an antagonist of some kind. Maybe it's King DDD for whatever reason. Maybe it's not. There's also that uh, other antagonist known as Meta Knight. Um, so again, all the Kirby games have a variation on that, and as well the variation on how he's able to inhale powers, and also the, the power ups that you can acquire in the game, such as the enemies that you can inhale that will provide Kirby with these powers, also varies between different games. Things such as the sword one, the cutter fire there are some like staple ones that have just been here through like you know for the better part of of kirby games like they've just been around for a very long time so some of these are classics and they've always been this way um but uh the the thing is is that um uh with succeeding newer games they're constantly adding different uh power-ups things like that for example for example example in kirby planet robobot uh he there's like the poison ability um uh there's there's one where you can turn into like a scientist or doctor it's the funniest thing ever i need to i do need to i think i actually just need to have an episode where i talk about kirby abilities i think that's what i'm gonna do the, the thing is that with this franchise, I don't know that it needs a whole introduction or a whole episode explaining, you know, the history of it. I mean, I might still do it at some point. I'm not sure it necessarily needs that, though. I'm more inclined to do a Kirby power-up episode where I discuss 
just all the different kinds of fun power-ups you can encounter in this game. Wouldn't be a very long episode, but Kirby's, it's a lot of fun for that. It's its a little bit of like a, I wouldn't say nonsensical game. I mean, all video games, you have to suspend disbelief to a certain degree anyway, but there's just something so kind of like funny about Kirby games in like a wholesome but entertaining way. Like, it's just, it's very simple. Um, uh, I remember just randomly reading a review for uh, Kirby Triple Deluxe and someone was just like, I got this for like a, uh, I just got this for like a friend or something or someone. And if you never played a Kirby game before, they never played um, a 3DS game before or anything like that. And they just really loved it. And I was just like, you know, that's just, it's just kind of wholesome. Like that's what, that's what you get with Kirby. It's just kind of fun that way. It's really harmless. Um, it's not that like, I think Kirby games on the whole tend to, t tend to be a little bit easy. Like once you know what to do, it's it's not a very difficult game. But of course, I think on some level, if you don't normally play video games, then all video games in a way will be difficult. Nothing's intuitive for a new gamer. So, or just anyone who doesn't play games, it, it's a learn, there's a learning curve. Um, so I think Kirby is, is cla uh, classified as easy by people who just know how to play platformers. I think that's the way it is. The broader point I'm trying to make here is it's a big deal that Kirby is finally getting an open world game where it has, it, again, I did have that episode talking about uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus which is going to have more episodes on it. There is so much to talk about that game. My goodness. But we are seeing this growing tradition of open world Nintendo games in the sense that it really feels like we're entering that age where uh, it's not so much that Nintendo is completely discarding other gameplay formats or that it's like putting those things aside. It's just they're, they're, the brand is, is kind of focusing on these different uh, this this particular genre in the moment and I think it's what's in demand as well like I think this is what people are playing that's why we got stuff like Bowser's Fury as well like added with Super Mario 3D World I know I didn't talk about it that much when I actually talked about Pokemon Legends Arceus because I got so caught up talking about Pokemon Legends Arceus that I forgot to mention why I even cited the other open world games in the, in, the, in like any way because I mentioned Odyssey and uh um Breath of the Wild, obviously, but I didn't really talk about the other titles I mentioned. Th those games, like like with uh, Bowser's Fury, for example, that's a that's a really different take on like a Mario format because it's 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 got the open world aspect to it, but it also is a completely timed scenario where you have to do things within the time limit because if you don't, there's like there's problems like, and it's not necessarily easy. There's actually a kind of struggle to it. So I wonder if Kirby is going to kind of go out of its realm a little bit and actually make certain things difficult because I'm, I'm just speaking as someone who knows how to, like who's familiar with these kind of games is that I don't find these games difficult they're fun. They're so much fun and I love them. It's a nice relaxation from games like, you know, like, like Legend of Zelda games where the stakes are really high and sometimes the games can be quite you know, foreboding and morose and solemn. Like Majora's Mask is a perfect encapsulation of that concept where everything just seems so dire. So it's, it's some some games can just be really heavy sometimes. Uh, still great games, still phenomenal games, but you know, sometimes they can just be really heavy. And even Breath of the Wild's premise of a quiet apocalypse, like quiet post-apocalyptic universe and everyone's kind of dead and things like that. Like it, it can just seem very, you know, it's just, it's just heavy, you know? Kirby for me is like a breath of fresh air sometimes when it comes to games. So it feels kind of funny that I've waited this long to talk about it. Maybe I just needed um, uh, the, you know, the really like serious episodes and all that kind of content and stuff. I needed to talk about those things and be all brooding and 
you know, mysterious and enigmatic before I could talk about this game, which is all kind of happy uh, and sunshine and rainbows for the most part. Obviously, the trailer is indicating that there is some level of mystery. Kirby definitely still has to take some some kind of, you know, villain down, something in that shape or form. But Kirby games, even even their like villains are just like kind of like they're, they're 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 cool. They're they're fun. Like it's it's not scary. Um, I I love Kirby Triple Deluxe for that, which is like I was having so much fun playing the game. I didn't want to beat it for the longest time, and then I did, and I was just like, wow, that was so fun. That was so much fun. I would do that all over again, and I have. I've done it many times over since. Um, yeah, this is just me wanting to talk about Kirby games and how fun they are, how great they are. I I should definitely make plans to do a Kirby power-up episode. I think that's what's going to come next. I No guarantees, but it'll come at some point for sure, because uh, I just realized that in the middle of talking about this. And then um, with Kirby and the Forgotten Land, I'm just really excited to see, like, I don't know how much else they're going to reveal about this game prior to its release, considering that it's just, like, again, a month and a bit. That's technically not that much time. If you consider with, like, other video games, such as Pokemon Legends Arceus, or even Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, there was a whole lot of marketing going towards those games, uh, various different trailers or just news updates and whatnot, like where you're learning about, oh, this is a new character that exists, oh, you can go to this place, oh, like even if the premise of the game isn't clear, nor are the gameplay mechanics, it's like you're getting those tidbits, you're being shown a lot of things. With Kirby and the Forgotten Land, I mean, it is just, it just seems like a simpler game by comparison. I think there's going to be a whole lot less to keep track of gender like by comparison but i am just personally really excited to see what will happen and the biggest i guess i guess takeaway that you should have from listening to this very random episode is that mouthful mode is such a funny video game mechanic this is just one of the funniest things i've ever seen um and I just, I just think it'll be wonderful to play through where you just be stuck in a vending machine or a light bulb or whatever, or a car, and I'm just like, why? It's, I question the logic sometimes, but at the same time, I take so much enjoyment in it that I'm like, I, I don't, it's just too funny. Uh, I really did wish I had like the a recording or something to show what I was laughing like. No, maybe you don't need to hear me laughing for like 15 minutes or whatever, because I couldn't stop laughing after watching that trailer. It was just so entertaining. I'm excited for this game, folks. And uh, hopefully there'll be more to say about Kirby and the Forgotten Land. So this was the lore research lab findings, just talking about, you know, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, what you should know about Kirby. Maybe not what you should know. It's just fun stuff, trivia, whatnot. Very, very unstructured, brief complicated, confusing, potentially, potentially confusing summary. I don't know. You were here, you listened to this. I hope you have a good day, folks, and I'll see you next time.